welcome to Anne and Steve Talk Stuff, where an artist and an economist walk into a podcast to talk about strange things that make the world go round. I am Anne Blake, I am the artist in question, theatre maker and musician, and Stephen, you are the economist, are you not? I am, I'm Blake, I am an economist, I am a professor at the University of Limerick, and I'm a writer for the Currency.News, and um, also a part-time parental taxi driver. Uh, it seems um, I spend a truly enormous amount of my time, ju- genuinely enormous amount of my time, driving my unreasonably good at sport children around to their various sports. Um, <laughs> which, if you are what you frequently do, then I'm an emailing uh, familial taxi driver. I love it. You know? I love it. It's, so, yeah. it's, it's the curse of having, you know, you want you want your kids to be active, but like <laughs> the byproduct of that is you bringing them to those activities so yeah 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 i am look it's 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 part of life and it's it's not a bad thing um um, by by any means uh we have a lot to talk about uh today because you and blake you have been on one of the flying things i see sometimes in the air Mm -hmm. i don't know what they're called (laughs) tell me all about your your experience on this magical machine yes i went i went to i went to berlin I went to Berlin on a, uh, on a, on a plane, on a Zeppelin, on a, on a, on a plane, on a oh, very, very, exciting. very not fancy. <laughs> <laughs> but it got me there. I ain't complaining. You know, it brought me from one uh, far out point of one airport to another far out point of another that involved a lot of walking. But I didn't care because it got me it got me to Berlin to a very dear friend of mine um, who's living over there. And we were chatting and. I suppose Berlin is one of these cities that has obviously had an unbelievable history uh, with so much turmoil and um, and um, incredible uh, cultural output and everything. And anyway, he's he's living there and he's he's a he's a Claremont originally, but he said he listens to us. He says he he listens to us um, by choice, not as my friend, but as a genuine listener. And he's lived in Limerick and he was just fascinated to for us to talk about a certain aspect of Limerick um, and how it in some ways is a city with just an embarrassment of riches and potential that it never quite seems to reach and it you know uh, especially even after having a huge mad kind of and we talked a year ago I think maybe a bit more Mm -hmm. maybe closer to maybe more close to a year and a half ago about how the lockdown was was an opportunity for for a reset and maybe to rethink the city centre and to rethink how it works, and that hasn't really happened. So, I mean, I I did say to you off air as an artist, I could go, oh well, you know, curses ain't munchin, and uh, that you know the city. If you're from here, you'll never thrive, or you know, it's all these kind of old folklores or the kind of the the scarring of the the broken treaty has broken the spirit of the city forever and all this stuff um but i'm sure there's a lot of economic and political reasons why limerick never quite is as cool as it could be yeah i mean i guess so one of the things is 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 just to define what you mean by success right so so i i think if you if you compare us it's not appropriate to compare us to Dublin because we're not the capital city. We don't have the seat of, of, of government power. Um, it's not where all the big industries are. And it's probably not fair to compare us to Cork. 
right? So, so like if you look at other third cities around the place, around the world, you look mm-hmm. at why they exist and what has happened to them. They're typically, typically post-industrial cities. So they were set up to do a thing. In, in, in Limerick says we were a trading hub um, based entirely on the fact that we were beside a, a big river essentially. Mm -hmm. And most of the streets, and in fact, the city's geography is based on the idea of getting stuff off boats, yanking it into um, some kind of manufacturing place and then redoing it and putting it back uh, where it was. Even, even like the location of, of, uh, 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 um, I'm actually hesitant to call it King John's castle. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, the, the big ass castle in the area. Um, Actually, just just, just yeah. a little aside, uh, and we are going to talk about the location of it. Why, and I'm curious to know, why are you hesitant to call it King John's Castle? Well, just because there's a big movement now to sort of like take this colonial privilege away from this. I mean, one of the first things you learn about King John's Castle is the lad never actually visited. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, 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 it just feels silly. And it's like, it's not his castle, it's our castle. Mm. You know, it's just called Limerick Castle and move on. Um, well, you have Dublin so, Castle, you've yeah. Kerr Castle, you've Kilkenny Castle. Like, you don't have anyone, <laughs> any other castle named after British. Yeah, or, yeah. or just, get it, just get it sponsored by some, like, deeply inappropriate multinational. You know what I mean? The Starbucks Castle, <laughs> oh, get some God. dosh. No. You know, or, or, or no, no, what's, what's you know, um, you know, like something like, something completely awful, like, you know, um, uh, my mind is like circling through like just dreadful options like the slim fast castle you know what I mean? like just something just really sponsored by instagram even worse again you know uh, I mean? and blake just, do, yeah. and blake does not endorse this uh, this proposal can i say yeah 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 listeners <laughs> listeners uh, uh all three listeners should 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 um should immediately take to twitter and come up with different and awful like wrong answers only kind of responses <laughs> for like what the name of this thing should be <laughs> actually be amazing it would actually be amazing <laughs> but oh, it is oh, the only I know, it... I know, the leinster rugby castle that would be the answer oh, that'll be the answer that's the worst that's Stephen, the worst you're, option Stephen, you're officially cancelled that is i could go all day i'm cancelled it's over <laughs> i could go all day <laughs> well oh, no yeah. but you're right like the, i mean uh, it's, you know it's bunratty castle it's like no castle is called after a british monarch except for king john's and as you said he was never here anyway the location of the castle yeah so 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 the location of the starbucks uh <laughs> trademark castle uh, is it, it's all based around trade, right? It's all based around trade flows and tolls, mm-hmm. getting money, extracting taxes, that kind of thing. Um, even down to the customs house, the courts, everything. It's all the geography of the city is based around its rationale. There's a reason mm-hmm. for being. That's reason for being in the past has always been trade. Mm-hmm. Take away that trade, what's the point of the city, right? Uh, and, and many, many, many cities around the world have this problem. The best, pro- the best example um, in, in that comes to mind right away is Bristol. So Bristol in the UK, um, exactly, exactly the same, you know, former trade port, um, uh, uh, obviously a former slave port, et cetera, et cetera. But what do you do when that dries up? When we move to super tankers, move to ports and um, change the, the way that we do things? Um, the answer is we don't know. So what is the rationale for the city? The city's rationale for many years was it was the place where the shops were. Um, and then in the 90s, in the 90s, um, 
there was a big change. And that big change was this move to big box stores. So uh, if you look at uh, the density of the city, so just literally the occupation of the city in terms of people in the, in the uh, previous five census, uh, uh, census polls, Limerick is in the city center, the two city center areas are increasing in their population meaning the population density is increasing, right? And then in the 90s, it starts to decrease. And the reason it starts to decrease is people start wanting to live and being able to live outside of the city centre. So Castle Troy, which is one area, just becomes filled with, with housing estates. Similarly, Raheen, similarly, Dordos. So we have this huge suburban sprawl, and that's all aided by the development of these big um, boxes, these big box retailers, which are themselves... Um, a function of the fact that that there are roads, right? Um, you can take the development of the University of Limerick as the same kind of idea. It's just basically a big flat thing that's, you know, moving out to the east, not to the west all the time. So faced with that, faced with the sort of um, de-densification, so the people just leaving, what you see is a very interesting phenomenon. It happens all over the world. It's called the donut. And to, not to be confused with the donut, the donut model, which is Kate Raworth's, uh, work. The donut is literally if you if you just do a graph of price changes, the price the price of um, property in the city center is falling, while the price in the ring around the city uh, city center is rising because people are moving from the city center out to the suburbs. Mm -hmm. um, there are many 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 cities that have experienced this. New York in the nineteen seventies, Manhattan, for example, in the nineteen seventies, the punk the punk era had this. Berlin itself in the nineteen seventies and eighties had this. Um, typically, it's typically associated with an artistic renaissance because the rent is so cheap, artists can pay for it. Mm -hmm. But it's also associated with massive increases in crime, and generally, generally, a donut effect is something to be avoided um, um, for most people. So then, the question again is: you have this giant urban sprawl, right? There's an argument based on population that the main street of Limerick is not, in fact, O'Connell Street. It is, in fact. Uh, the industrial uh, uh, corridor uh, of the Plassey Technological Campus. So, so if you just look at just on a population density basis, mm. that's where the most people are, and that's the main street of the city. Right. It's not even in the city, as we, as most Limerick people would understand it. It's not even in the city. Um, and but you can make a very on a, on a population basis, you can make it like. So then the question is, okay, what what do you do next, right? Um, what 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 do you do next? Uh, well. Um, it's very simple. It's very simple. You have to allow rents to fall to the point that interesting things can happen within it. And you have to make a commitment to do something different, which implies densification, mm. right? So if, if I can put it very simply, what we've chosen to do for the last 30, 40 years is go out. We've used roads and cars to go out and sprawl the city and its environs out. out. Mm -hmm. Lots of problems with that. Um, a uh, huge carbon footprint. It's, it makes uh, um, reducing government services much more expensive. It me ties people into two cars. It increases the cost of their their um, their uh, uh, daily living, and it's just generally bad. Uh, densifying things, not like to skyscrapers, but to say the levels that you have in Paris or or, or Madrid or even Berlin. So you've got like a six-story building. Mm -hmm. Right, where and, and people live in those six-story buildings, and it's you know it's qu they're quite nice spaces, is entirely possible. The problem is, people don't want to do it, mm. 
Um, and there are two reasons for this. The first is that, the first is uh, people, Irish people generally, if given the choice between living in an apartment and not, choose not. The second reason is it's much cheaper as a private property developer to build a housing estate on a greenfield or brownfield site than to build, you know, a big six-story nice apartment block and that you that people want to live in, you know, like it's not a student accommodation, it's not a temporary accommodation, it's not a hotel. It's literally like this is Stephen and his family's home. They will live here for the next forty years. Mm. You know that that kind of idea, which is the idea that you have in Paris, the idea that you have in London, the idea that you have in um, in Madrid and, and and indeed in Berlin. That is a different vision of 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 a city center because it's a, it's a city center that's walkable it's a city center that's much more green it's a city center where you have lots of the services around it's also a very middle class version of 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 the city so the vision of the city that i've just described to you is like mm. the middle of paris which is a very middle class place to be mm-hmm. right and um, so you have to understand that a lot of the time when you're talking about this stuff you're always t- talking from a position of like what would I, the middle class person, like to see in this situation? And it's like, well, that's not who the city's for. Mm. It's for everybody. It's for the rich, the really, really rich people, right? Yeah. And it's for the poor, right? And the city, the city is occupied by these multiple uh, groups. It's for the, it's for the artists, it's for the financiers, it's for the startups, it's for everyone. And I think one of the biggest problems that 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 I would have with the city at the minute is that it doesn't have a coherent vision for what it wants to be. Yeah. And so you, 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 and what I mean by that, by, by that is it doesn't tell you what it's going to say no to. So there's all hopey changey. I love this. I love that. We want the kids and the, 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 the grannies and you know, blah, 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 mom and up and boy. Never mind all that. Tell me what you're against. Right. So if you say, uh, I want the city to be entirely developed for cars and for small retailers, right? I want somebody to be able to drive up, buy something from my shop, get back in the car, drive off again. That's grand. If you say, that's fine, that's the city that I, I as the, the mayor of Limerick, want. It's a, it's a vision of a city as, as a transactional sort of car park with with shops beside it. And occasionally I'll put up with some little sort of interruption to that, but that's essentially what I'm up for. That's grand. That's fine. And and if you get elected on that on that on that on that basis, no bother to you. Fair play. I'm leaving, but okay. <laughs> that's cool. Like that's that's fine. I actually I wouldn't mind that. I really wouldn't mind that because because it would give me a very strong signal. Like this is not the kind of place that I want to live in. Yeah. Um. So so tell me what your don't tell me what the hope be changey aspirationally. Frankly, bollocks. Right. Because mm-hmm. the reality of the situation is, what the source of funds controls. If there's a source of funds that says we are funding this, we are funding this, uh, we're funding this through our rates, uh, and we, as the people who pay the rates, determine the 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 the, um, the pattern of economic behavior in the city. Well, then that's just what's going to happen, and the rest of us, frankly, don't matter, right? Yeah. You're privileging a group who pay a tax, like a poll tax, yeah. And we mm. know in the anti-Bellum South, that was a very, very, very bad idea. But mm. if you're pri- pri- privileging one group against another, you're typically saying we are for that group and for the values that that group espouses. Now that, to be clear, is grand. Absolutely grand, as long as you're willing to put the hand up for it and go, this is what we're for. Yeah. At, at the very least, that vision, while apparent to me personally, 
is at least a very clear statement of fact that says, we're going to do this, lads, get over it. Now, the other option is to say, we actually want to build up, mm-hmm. okay? We want to build up. We want to build new things that are going to go up six stories minimum, and we're going to have shops in the basement, and it's going to be really high-quality apartments that are going to include bits the, the architecture of living, you know, there's going to be a childcare facility. There's going to be a, there's going to be a gym. There's going to be all this kind of stuff built into this six story space. That means it's a going to be expensive. Mm-hmm. B we're going to knock some stuff down, right? Some stuff is going to get knocked down. Are you okay with that? Because we live, unfortunately, in what a political scientists call a vitocracy. The vitocracy is simply that some person says no, and nothing can happen. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you just think about it, somebody says, says, oh, well, you couldn't possibly build something there because um, there is a snail and the snail is, 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 a, is a particular kind of snail. It's a nice snail. Uh, it's the only place we've found this snail. So you've got to leave that snail alone. Or there's a there's a there's a bat or a, or a bee or a rabbit or something. Mm-hmm. Right? Or this is a historical uh, thing. Um, I know it's completely rotten and nobody wants to buy it and nobody can sell it and nobody can develop it, but it has to stay here for some unknown reason, right? So both of those arguments, by the way, are arguments that you will typically find, um, like I've given you one caricature of an argument, which is like a pro-business one, mm. but then you, now, now I'm given the other side of that argument, which is like, no, 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 you know, the city is, is perfect the way it is. And like, like, as my mother says, will you stop? Do you know, will you stop? No, it's great, that building that nobody can live in, that there's a tree coming out of. We've got to leave that there because reasons. And you're like, no, 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 no. Progress means densification. Densification means stuff gets knocked down. If that, and that means that, that, that you have to wipe away the past. Well, is there, and that's is a there really a, difficult thing. Is there not an, an, in between, an in-between space as well? Oh, I mean, I am, I am, I am to be clear giving you totally caricature, oh, okay. caricatures of an argument, right? <laughs> to be clear, yeah. they're both, but, but my point is, they're both very visions of the world that are mm. diametrically opposed to one another, right? One is, uh, it's grand the way it is. Um, it works for us. We pay the taxes anyway. So uh, have a glass, go fuck yourself. On the mm. other side, it's like, well, no, we actually want to build this thing up. We want to densify. We want to make all these services work. Mm. That's a version like that. That like a lot of like like right on people will you know the 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 sort of um, the people who tweet a lot about this stuff will get like yeah we love that. But then you go well um, if you want to put that in an area where there's already stuff, you've got to knock some stuff down. Mm. Like you just have to. But there's no kind of way around it. Like you've got to take a jackhammer to that, and they go, "Oh, well, what about, what about this bit of wood that's been there since you know, I don't know, 1922." You're like, "Well, someone has got to come down." But and you, you but have you, these, you know. But throwing in just okay, yeah. something in between, <laughs> something in between. So you do have. Yeah. I mean, you go to all these amazing cities around the world that do maintain their heritage and do develop and and have this old meets new thing and. Yeah. Like Limerick, okay, what's Limerick? Limerick uh, is a Georgian city for the most part. And it has, outside of Dublin, it's got um, the most Georgian blocks. And then I think it's Waterford or, or Derry or something like that. Mm-hmm. Both. And, and then there's bits around in other cities. There's bits of Georgian Georgian buildings. But I mean, Limerick is very like kind of identifiably this. And they are... Mm. Developable, developable into something wonderful. And there are businesses are there are people who own buildings and mm. there are tax breaks if they don't 
do anything with the upper floors like this mm. thing in Greece where if you don't build your roof fully you don't have to pay full taxes so there's all these mm. disgusting half built buildings in parts of Greece um, mm. and that's when the taxes are like oh we're putting something like should there not be a law saying if your building is derelict and left for to rot you are going to pay a huge fine on that um, yeah. we're going to sort this out because dereliction it's like a cancer it, it just it kills it, it just it just has a knock-on effect and oh, yeah. like i mean yes and i'm hearing your your very extreme black and white caricatures absolutely but there are decisions that are that could be made or simple kind of as you say taxations or, or pushes that doesn't favor leaving buildings to rot and and living in some other country are not developing the upper floors and just letting like we you know you can have apartments as well that are fine for maybe young professionals who will then move on somewhere else but another bunch Mm. of young professionals will move in there they might be family homes but they might be a great place to live for about 10 years and then you might move somewhere else but somebody else would be very happy to live there in their 20s or whatever like that kind of in yeah. between thing um and like i'll say i'm i'm someone i live in the city i do have a house and a garden but i'm fi- i'm five minute walk for everything i'm very lucky like that mm. um but like there it does seem that as you said there is just this kind of kind of ear uh, head in the sand feeling sometimes about uh what will we do we'll just um build another car park seems to be the <laughs> the well, you know, yeah so you got to think, what's the investment equation, right? So like, like, you know, it comes down to money, right? What's the investment equation? Um, how much do I have to spend and how much will I make? The, 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 the only body that doesn't have that in its mind is the, is the city council and it is utterly starved of resources. So it has no money to basically go, oh, yeah, we're going to redevelop all these things. It's going to be great. Um, uh, it, it, we, there's a thing called Limerick 2030, and its job is to basically take these big sites and redevelop them. But the vision of the 2030 group is kind of like, we're going to take this big site and we're going to turn it into something kind of like more office more, you know, uh, it, 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 it has a specific economic function associated with it. So it solves the investment equation by saying, uh, we, Limerick 2030, are going to borrow money from the European Investment Bank at like 1% and we're going to rent this thing back out to other people and make like 2% and then problem solved. A lot of people can't do that. A lot of little little landlords and accidental landlords can't do it. We did a project about five years ago looking at a, a single Georgian block and we just said, who owns this thing and what's their story? It was really interesting because if every time you see dereliction in Ireland, every time, uh, there is a family story behind it. Mm. And the family story is something like um, the dad left the house to the three kids. Uh, the three kids hate each other. They are waiting for each other to die until they can get, get sole ownership of this uh, building. You know, nobody's willing to put any money into it because they can't get any money because they're too old anyway. The dad died at 90, everyone's 65. The bank isn't going to give them any dosh, you know? Um, so, like, that's a. Um, by the way, that's that's not a, that's not a um, hyper hype. Uh, that's not a hyperbolic or 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 even um, uh, made up example. That's an exact example mm. of of a real house, right? And you very much will see these uh, elements 
taking place. Yeah. So you find these family stories and then you go, oh, well, we should CPO them and, and tax them and stuff. When a compulsory purchase order, uh, the reality is that there's a there's a um, there's a very a very well tested law in the constitution that says basically property is inviolable. So I can't have a pop at your property, and nor can you have a pop at mine. And if you try to CPO my property, I can you I have to have you have to do reasonable things to it. So I, you know I can set the CPO clock back just by painting the painting the front. Like okay. literally, the, the ugliest color. You just literally lash the, the paint out, the, the rotten paint I find on the back of the shed, throw it up there, that's done, or change the windows or change the front door. It doesn't change the occupancy levels. It doesn't change the fact that the city is, it continues to be empty. Um, uh, a, a much stronger property tax, site value tax, would be a very good thing because all of a sudden, people would say, well, look, I'm losing money now every year on this. And you, the, the three people who are waiting for each other to die, they would now be forced to talk to each other going, Jesus Christ, like this is just going to keep costing us money every year. Mm. We should do this. Um, the probability of producing a city-wide site value tax is pretty low, mm. um, but I would love to see it happen. By the way, another tax I would love to levy is a congestion tax. Um, if you choose to drive into Limerick City, that's absolutely fine, no problem, but you're going to pay for it. Uh, not pay for parking. I would have parking be free. Free parking everywhere, all the time, uh, because that's what people do anyway. Yeah. Right? People people, people park like in the front front door of Brown Thomas. So yeah. free parking, but a congestion charge. And the congestion charge is a tenner. So you want to drive your car into Liverpool City, no problem. Pay us a tenner every time you do it. And people go, oh, that's terrible, that's so sad, but I just want to know. No, you're going to drive in, you're going to put those e-flow things at the top on O'Connell Street. I guarantee you it's worked in London, it's worked in Singapore, road pricing works everywhere it's tried. Remember the plastic bag tax? Mm -hmm. Remember the day before the plastic bag tax? Little old ladies were rolling apples in individual plastic bags before putting them away. The mm. day after the plastic bag tax, they had these giant plastic yolks made of hemp or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know, put a price on something, put a price on something, People will, um, people will react. The heavy goods vehicles will stop. They will just stop, right? No more heavy goods vehicles. Why? Because you just, you just completely destroy the investment equation for them. Um, and you might go, oh, Stephen, you neoliberal, but it works, right? It mm. genuinely works. It was, and people will be walking. They will be taking public transport. We can have free car parks in the in the environs of the city. You can densify the city, stop cars coming in, stop, make it much, much nicer for pedestrians. And um, you can also make it unique. This is something we've talked about in this podcast at least three or four times. Limerick City is water at the minute. It's like every other city in the world, right? It's a bit run down because it didn't get the infrastructural investment that it should have gotten 30, 40, 50 years ago. The facade of Limerick City is the same Thing. Go on, go if you go on images.google.com, put in Limerick City, 19th century, O'Connell Street. You will see exactly the same facade. And the thing about it is, it hasn't been improved. No. It's the same one. You know, it's the same one. And you go, this is not good. Like, look at O'Connell Street in Dublin. The facade is totally different. The street is totally different. You know, mm. um, but I, I, I firmly believe that like Limerick has done lots of new things, it's been the first to do lots of new things. I firmly believe that if you do these two or three things, develop the Colbert site, for example, mm. um, the Cleves site, there's a bunch of other things. You'd have a totally, the feeling of the city would be totally different. But now 
everybody wins, everybody loses. Uh, somebody wins, somebody loses. Yeah. Always, always, always. Again, the vision I've described to you is the middle class vision. Yeah. The vision where people get charged to come into the city. If you don't have money, that's not great. Yeah. You know, uh, it's a vision where people who are already in the city are deeply privileged. So you live five minutes away from everything, right? Yeah, so yeah. in the world that I've described, the value of your property is going to triple. Mm. So vote for Steve <laughs> as mayor, right? Like, this is great, right? Or vote for whoever is going to go stand for election. I'm not standing for election. Uh, vote for, vote. Yeah, I, I've gotten a few people email me about this. Can I just say, I'm not, not going to be the. Jesus Christ! Uh, have just they, has there been yeah. any? Uh, sorry, and I really don't want to go off topic. I want to stay in this just very quickly. Has there been any improvement to the role? We talked about the mayor. No, no. We'll, we'll we will come back and do a specific podcast just about this. Um, I have uh, things to report uh, back on that. Actually, okay. um, I've been talking with Minister Burke about this just one to one a few times. So yeah, there's a fair bit to, to talk about, but but not on this one. Okay. Um, uh, what I can tell you is. Well, there's another thing that keeps the city small. It's uh, and it's something I, I I think I feel like I can say this, even though I've been here 15 years. It is the phenomenon of the committee. So, and you're smiling, and you know exactly what I'm talking about. But if you if you're listening to this and you don't know what I'm talking about, the way things work in Limerick is, and this is this is my observation as an outsider, um, a thing occurs. It doesn't matter what it is in uh, thing X. A committee is put together to address thing X. It does not matter that there are five other committees addressing exactly the same thing. Your sixth committee is now in competition with the other five, right? And for some reason, none of them like each other. And for some reason, none of them agree that that's the way to go. And because it's a small place and individual personalities can go quite a long way uh they fight against each other in kind of an internecine thing and they never actually coalesce to make something serious happen if 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 it was up to me i would stop the creation of committees for five years on everything if you want to do something uh, the arts or roads or or bikes or or plants or trees or anything pick a thing somebody is already doing the thing that you care about. I guarantee you, you mightn't go, oh, I'm the only one who can solve the problem of, 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 of parking, Steve. No, 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 no. I guarantee you, there's other people. The committee in Limerick, we are our own worst enemy. A group of three people working away, looking for resources for the exact same thing as five other people. It's maddening. <laughs> and, I, I, and, and by the way, can I also just, in addition to sort of like, I don't know why I'm just announcing this, I'm not joining anybody's committee. I'm sorry. I keep getting asked. I keep getting asked. And the thing of it is, I'll have people who email me and they go, Steve, we're going to do this thing. It's a really nice thing. It's about this, this cool thing that's very important. And you must join. And I go, yeah, yeah, that's, that, that's great. Are you, have you spoken to the other three groups of people who have also asked me to do the thing? And they go, oh, yeah, but like we're totally different because we're looking at roads with markings on them as opposed to other kinds of roads. Oh, with the People's no, Liberation I'm, Front as opposed to the, the People's Front of Judea <laughs> and the Judean People's Front, and you go, look, it's it's very frustrating. I, I'm very I'm very ranty today, and I don't know why. It's I'm okay. very ranty. It's, I'm, it's, I'm sorry. 
It's good. Yeah. I mean, I mean, this is the, yeah. the, the point. Um, it, it, no, it's the point funny. is not to, people are like, I'm not, people are pulling their earphones out, looking <laughs> them across <laughs> well, the can river. I, can I, can I clarify <laughs> something that please I am, do, I do. am a, a Limerick gal, um, unlike you, Stephen. No, no, I'm sadder. <laughs> no, I mean, gee, like, what would we, if, if no one ever moved here, we'd be, we'd be in big trouble. Um, no, and I, I grew up here and I, I've left and I've come back and, yeah. Um, and I, I love it. I love Limerick, you know, despite its best efforts. I love it. Um, and it's just and I'm someone who also has, has at times I've run a theatre space in town. I've, mm. you know, been someone who's been I often am promoting things that are happening. And then I always hear this really annoying comment of, oh, I didn't know that was on or should there's no, never anything on in Limerick. And I'm like, I don't know what mm. I can't knock on your door and tell you this is happening. You need to inform yourself, whatever. So I'm. I'm if anyone's listening going uh, this is a great place and there's loads of things happening these are people who just don't inform themselves it's not that it's not remotely that uh, I very much love this place I'm very frustrated by it because I I I I spent some time in Galway earlier in the year and um Galway has you know if you actually look at its architecture and its streets it's quite pokey it's quite awkward they don't have a lot of beautiful buildings but it's mm-hmm. got a hell of a vibe and and yeah they, you know, you can walk uh, out to the Clada and you can get away from cars. Like you can get from A to B. You could be going somewhere. You're not going for a walk out the country. You're going from one place to another and get away from cars. Whereas in Limerick, no matter where I am, whether I'm on the three bridges or on a pedestrian street, even half of it still, you know, there's always a car mm. at my elbow in Limerick. That's it. I also, mm. there's a car at my elbow. There's never any silence. Um, and like, I just get frustrated because all I like my friends who aren't from there come here and they go, God, it's so lovely. And you got these big broad streets and it's really cool. And, and, and there's brilliant people here, you know? Yeah. Um, but a lot of decision making along the way over the last, uh, certainly in my lifetime, just seems to, there's been stuff that's happened that has, yes, absolutely set things free. But um, like even, okay, back to, back to Berlin, you're like, shut up, whatever about Berlin. Of course it's a capital city. It's, you know, it's got a crazy history in that. But I went for a walk in Templehof Park, which up to a number of years ago was an airport. And mm. um they they had they it was a domestic airport. Um they had no need for it anymore, so it closed down. And the resistance, what well, what'll we do with it? You know, and um the the consultation was well, just leave it. It, you know because it's an airport it is naturally load of flat space tons of flat ground with some thermocadam and that so it is a perfect park because you've loads of grass yeah. and you've loads of kind of runways for skateboarding biking uh rollerblading and they were like well do we need to put in like things in the park to make it a park and they're like no no, no just everyone's like don't no, just leave it alone um, yeah. So they blocked off the the terminal building. You can't access that. I think it gets open now and again. They just put up a sign like grill area, so you can bring your barbecue. And then, but everything else is just it's just left go, and it's just this yeah. huge, huge space that people have access to, and there isn't a padlock on it. Like in Limerick, is a series of locked gates and barriers, and there's this. And I'm getting ranty now, but <laughs> I adore the People's Park. It's near me. It's one of my favorite. I just think it's incredible resource in the city center. But there's this really funny, tiny part of it, which I feel in some ways is like Limerick in a snapshot. So there's this 
this one little part of the grass, which clearly was a little shortcut, people would walk up and down it, you know, a lot between yep. two paths kind of on a little hill. And it, it got kind of pathed, like they, they put a bit of gravel yeah. down. And then they put, then they cable tied a uh, barrier at the top of it. <laughs> so they built the path and then blocked it. And that to what? me, I'll, yeah, I'll send you a photo. It, it's inexplicably <laughs> hilarious. I'm like, build the path and then, ah, no, 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 no. You can't go there. <laughs> it's just between a tiny point A and a tiny point B. And this yeah. cable tied um, big um, plastic uh, barrier blocking it. And that to me is the kind of logic. Oh, like, we're going to develop this thing and then, ah, gee, no, we're going to we're going to lock that gate. So you can't you can't go to it. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, yeah. that's my little rant, um, which is very much kind of a citizen's rant. It's very much someone in it who um, like there are great ideas and there's great ideas. People come in, but for some reason they get strangled by, as you say, the committees and the well, one uh, thing one thing that, that there is some good news so this has been kind of a downer of a podcast um yes but, let's, but, uh, let's go up what, the one, as we there is some down. positive news right so yes so um the university of limerick has bought a site in the in the um in in the city center um long 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 awaited um and the site is on the Ansarshville Bridge, and it's the old Duns building. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are going to put what's called a citizen innovation lab in there. Mm-hmm. What that is is it's a big white box um, with the digital model of the city in it. And the digital model will literally, like, we have a three D printed model of the city, and we can overlay a different city. Wow. Like you can plan, you can so you can go like. Uh, let's rip up O'Connell Street and put and just rewild the whole thing. Feck it, just get the get rid of the road and put a put a do what they did in South Korea. Pull up the road and just give it back to the animals. Like, you know, I mean, I mean, there's a there's a, there's a significant argument that at certain points of the time, certain points of the of the evening, particularly for Thursday, Friday night, we have given it over to the animals already. But you know, um, <laughs> there, there's there's uh, there, there's there. So so there are things where. There are uh, new startups that are moving into the city. There are, and you know, I'd be aware of a lot of this stuff. There's a, there's a lot of, um, there's a kind of startup culture happening in the city for the first time. What? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like if there's a, if you know Dominic Street, you know where the Dole office is on Dominic Street. Yeah. Walk out the front door of that in your mind, turn left. You'll see a thing called the, the engine. Right? Yeah. There's a brand new building going to be built behind that, a giant one, which is going to be just for startups. New people, okay. new ideas, new products, new businesses, right? Um, those people are going to come in. They're going to want nice coffees. If you walk around the city center right now, like today, mm. you will have five or six places that I'm aware of where you go, oh, my God, the coffee is amazing. Like mm. be- as good as Melbourne, as good as New York, as good as anywhere. And it's delicious. Like it's really high quality stuff. If you go to... Um, there's a couple of like cool little pop-up shops now Wickham's Way for example on the weekends mm. like that's there and all of a sudden you're starting to see these little embers of like cool ideas there's, a, there's going to be a place in the city where you can come and workshop an idea and the idea is it's for citizens so it's not there at this in, in, in the UL space the idea of a citizen innovation lab is it's not there for some you know professor lad to go blah 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 here's the answer mm. you know peasants the whole point is that the citizens, when you say like, I'm coming at it from the perspective of a citizen, yeah. the citizens have more of the information about how they'd like the city to change, right? Yeah. And there's, you're also very, very unlikely if the citizens are the people coming up with the 
solutions to come up with a solution that is like typed to big business, for example, or typed to local retailers mm. or typed to one group or another. If you come at it from a perspective of like democracy, right? And that doesn't mean like you'll have great ideas and everything will be perfect and law work super. But what it does mean is that you start from the citizen, you automatically start from a position of like democratic legitimacy, mm-hmm. right? And I think that that's why I'm so attracted to the mayor idea as well. I'm really, really attracted to the mayor idea because I think something that says I speak for all is is very powerful because who has voice matters. And like, yeah, so, so there's a lot of positive stuff happening. And I think, you know, uh, one of the things I do want us to do is to be vastly more self-critical, but with... Um, a constructive criticism because very often you'll go, Oh, Joe's the place is a kick, you know? <laughs> and they go, Oh, well, yeah, I mean, things could be better. Or they go, Limerick is the greatest place of all time. You know, uh, every, you know, this is the most fantastic place. How fucking dare you say that it's not fabulous. And you're like, it's, it's, it's clearly not fabulous. It's not fabulous. Shut up. So there's this continuum <laughs> of like unreality. I think uh, oftentimes, oftentimes really constructive, really constructive sort of like if you change these two things this will be better you know like literally change the sequencing of the streets so that the bike is privileged over the car right people go you know uh, or 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 like like let's just make sure let's just make sure that the most polluting vehicles can't get in there or let's just make sure that the air quality is the highest air quality in the country or let's make sure that we have one street that's developed that's just designed to produce the best food that we can. Like mm-hmm. one of the one of the things we don't talk about and we're very bad at is thinking about the near future. So in 2026, the Ryder Cup is coming, right? The Ryder Cup. And so we're going to have some of the richest people on earth showing up in Limerick City in five years time. We could get ready for that. We could do interesting things. We could have. We could. We could put on our best show, live our best lives, be our best selves. But only if we plan for it, and only if we do something about it, well, and we, only if we decide what we're going to do. Well, we set up a committee. <laughs> <laughs> this calls for immediate action. This calls for immediate action. <laughs> yeah. Isn't the answer to this? Ad? It's a comedy of three people. We, can only, we won't talk to anyone. We won't talk to anyone. Ah, <laughs> yeah, we won't talk to anyone. Warring, the warring committees. Um, oh, listen, Stephen, that is, uh, look, it, it's great to talk. And as I said, we we did not want to be on any downer. But, you know, I, I do think you can sit and give out all day. But no, I'm, I'm very much into, you know, constructive, like positive solutions, like not just giving out because we can do that all day. And um it's good to get a conversation going. And and if you do listen to us, you know, we welcome, you can find us on Twitter at Anne Steve Talk. And, uh, and that's a Steve with, that's a, a Steve with a V, obviously, because you don't abbreviate your name with a PH. Um, but it's do actually find, Steve with an umlaut. So, you know. <laughs> um, but do, yeah, come at, come at us with, um, with ideas, 
absolutely and um and committee proposals <laughs> we're not joining any of your committees no i'm no. saying i'm 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 uh, i'm speaking for Anne. um I was on so and many... me we are not joining <laughs> i was any I, of your I was chair of so many things for Limerick city culture i could practically have furnished my house um i yeah. did my time i did my time um yeah 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 the best thing Just... that came out of it was was the friendships and relationships that got made out of it but it was yeah 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 jesus um but no do come 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 at us with stuff and obviously dare i remind you of stephen's horrendous proposal for uh, a sponsorship of the castle well we now have the 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 thrillympia theater in uh, dublin so you know oh you know the, Olymp- the olympia is now sponsored by three okay so they've put a three in front of olympia it's still called the olympia but you know <laughs> so it's the three Olympia Theater. Yeah, but I don't think anyone's calling it that. I think everyone's still calling it no. the Olympia. I, I'm Dude, I still the... call I still call it Lansdowne Road. Never mind about your bleeding of evil. Like I don't yeah, know, whatever. Like but the point. You know, um, yeah. Oh yeah, but the point. The point. There's dating yourself, right? The point. <laughs> Everybody knows the, the we're point. 43. Ah, <laughs> uh, Jesus. The point. <laughs> Well, what's it with the old two? Oh, oh I, I don't know. But the 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 uh, the point the <laughs> the uh, we I think I think we we should we should come up with different names to spot. Yes, yes, yes. Well, obviously, you know, given given the day, so we're recording this the day after you know Facebook and Instagram and all them just all fell apart. Yes, I got. I actually don't know why they all stopped. Um, but uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so maybe we should like get it sponsored by Facebook or something. What do you think? But then the then the castle wouldn't work if if it fell. Oh, uh, that's fair. That's <laughs> fair. That's fair. You come in and just you come in and just you just shout your status at the at the stones, you know, or give it your your bank pin or something. You the know, ca- the castle might the castle might go offline and stop working as a castle. <laughs> oh, you're not getting in. You're not getting in. You know, you're not getting um, in anymore. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. listen, like we were winding down the episode beautifully and then I, I got us all started again. Okay, Stephen, as ever, lovely, lovely to chat. And, so great uh, to talk. And uh, until, until next time. I'll yeah, see yeah. Mind yourself. You have been listening to Anne and Steve Talk Stuff, a Limerick Post podcast produced by Eric Fitzgerald. Theme tune is performed and composed by David Blake. Please rate, review and subscribe to the podcast and tell your friends. You can now follow the show on Twitter at Anne Steve Talk. Get Stephen at Stephen Kinsler. He's a Stephen with a PH. Anne at Anne Blake 78. That's an Anne without an E. And the Limerick Post at Limerick Post.